Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, United Airlines sets a planet-friendly aviation record, Adele is setting up residence in Las Vegas, and Sacramento may be getting a new airline. Those stories next in the news. At 3.20, we make you a smarter traveler as we revisit an area Mark highlighted last week, the importance of reading the travel contract you're signing. You know resort fees are number one on my traveler ripoff list. We've been reporting how Marriott and Pennsylvania worked out a deal to settle a lawsuit. Most have counted it as a win for consumers. All but one guy. Joe Brancatelli joins us at 335 to explain why the settlement is mostly BS. Our entertainment segment at 350 features Imaginarium 2021, the Christmas light wonderland at Cal Expo. Learn more about this new holiday attraction. I'm joining you from Pennsylvania, Gettysburg, and Hershey. Two very historical, great Christmas towns. From coast to coast, welcome. We are Mark and Tom, the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Hey there, it's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Here again with another program every Sunday, 3 o'clock. Don't forget now, TravelGuysRadio.com. Links to our special guests and much more can be found there. TravelGuysRadio.com. Okay, well, I'm here in sunny, well, not not so much sunny, kind of foggy and cloudy, (laughs) I don't know, Sacramento. And and Mark is, uh, well, finally going to reveal... Where he ended up here on the uh, sports leisure vacations um, mystery trip, holiday Christmas mystery trip. Mark, where are you? Imagine that. A bunch of folks from Sacramento got on an airplane and without knowing where they were going, landed in Baltimore later in the day and ended up in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which most folks would recognize as you know, the home of the Gettysburg Address and a, a pivotal Civil War battle. It's a great historical site, and you could spend days here, and I'm sure many people do. But it is also a small town that has a wonderful Christmas festival. They've canceled the parade this year because of COVID situations, but um, the rest of the festival is, is going on, and there's just all kinds of cool things. We went to a church today that was frequented by presidents over the years, presidents like, oh, Lincoln and Eisenhower. And um, there was a living history character there playing Mamie Eisenhower, and she was just really a doll. It was a lot of fun. So Gettysburg is, if you want to go someplace for Christmas and you have somebody in your family who says, well, you know, I like to go someplace where there's some history or something like that, this wouldn't be a bad, bad choice. It's only about an hour and a half from uh, Baltimore. And we're headed over uh, to be in, uh, in going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So there you go. It's uh, we've we've had a good time up there. Well, I have to ask: uh, At what point 
do sports leisure vacation travelers, you know, this group particularly, mm-hmm. that right. uh, went on a mystery trip. At what point did they they actually know where you're going? When they got to the airport in Sacramento, they found out that their planes were taking them to Baltimore. Uh-huh. Uh, because, of course, you, you need to know where you're going when you're right. getting on an airplane and where you're connecting to and stuff <laughs> like that. But it wasn't until we got to Baltimore that we revealed uh, that we were taking them to uh, Gettysburg. And like I said, folks consider this a historical village, but it is also a very quaint place. The architecture is very reflective of eastern Pennsylvania and of the 1800s. And it's just a, just a delightful place, just wonderfully nice people. When I talk to friends about your mystery trips, and everybody always does the same thing. You mean you mean they sign up for, pay their hard-earned money uh, without knowing where they're going? I mean, is they get? I mean, isn't that that's a that's a lot of confidence in your travel group? And uh, and I go, yeah, yeah. They in fact they usually sell out rather quickly. So it says a lot about uh, the reputation you have with your with your travelers to put that kind of faith in you. Well, all right. Uh, We'll talk more about that as we move along. Right now, though, at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with the travel news, here's Mark. Yes, sir, the travel news. The first story up is, of course, the Omicron variant of the COVID uh, pandemic virus, what travelers need to know. We talked a little bit about this last week. We still are kind of in no man's land here. Um, we don't have a lot of solid scientific information to to go on yet. The World Health Organization has issued a couple of travel advisories for people who are unvaccinated or those who have underlying health conditions, suggesting that they might want to postpone travel for the near future. But I do suspect that sometime in the next week to 10 days, we are going to find out some more information that's going to tell us how safe travel is going to be over the Christmas holiday season. And the other just little side comment that that uh, I just want to throw in here. Um, this is nothing but my opinion. But look, we're going to have to start helping some of these continents and countries get vaccinated who are having a struggle with this, because if we don't, this is going to happen again and again and again. It's a planet not a continent or a country or a city or a neighborhood. So I really think that part of this responsibility lies with countries that have the ability to be able to vaccinate their own citizens. And we're going to have to take responsibility, I think, for vaccinating some people in other countries in order to get that vaccination rate up around the planet. A new COVID testing requirements for international travel take effect December the 6th. So uh, if you are going internationally and you are coming back to the United States starting with tomorrow morning, you are going to need to be to have vaccination status to test negative for COVID-19 within one day of your departure. So make certain that that you do your homework and your research and everything. It would be awful to get to the airport and find out that you didn't have the documentation that you need. So as we've stressed many times during this whole COVID thing, Tom, homework, homework, homework. You've got to know, especially if you're traveling independently, you've got to know where you're going and what you're doing before you leave home. Yeah, they, that is uh, sage advice. You know, we, we preach it every every show. So, you know, I think most of our, uh, our listeners uh, get it. 
I think probably Travel Guys listeners have probably figured that out. Listen, Southwest Airlines is going to celebrate their 50th anniversary uh, next year, and they have released a commemorative history book for their 50th anniversary, and you can get a copy of it. It coincidentally costs $50 plus tax. Um, you can find it at the Southwest website. Uh, shipping is free. It will give you uh, some history of the, of this most interesting airline um, the history of how the airline was launched and how Herb Kelleher and stuff originally got it off the ground is really quite fascinating. If you are any kind of a of an airline buff and you enjoy those kinds of stories, it's probably $50 that would be well worth investing. I think you would probably enjoy reading it. I intend to get a copy unless <clears throat> someone gets me one for Christmas mm-hmm. and hint any you know staff or anything that might be listening. Um, another airline is debuting in the U.S. We have had three of them in recent months. None of them have touched Sacramento yet, but this one looks like it will. It's called Airbon, B-A-H-N. It's going to be based in Southern California, it looks like, and serve California, Nevada, and Western Canada. It looks like that uh, it will have a hub somewhere in Southern California, Orange County, Ontario, Long Beach. A little interesting because I'm not sure that Orange County and Long Beach have a lot of slots available for a new airline, but they are um, advertising for uh, everything from pilots to aircraft maintenance to human resources for five California locations, and Sacramento is one of them. So it's possible we could have a new airline flying up and down the coast sometime uh, the first part of next year. Uh, Let's see here. What else? Uh, The Game of Thrones, the HBO Game of Thrones, uh, has a tour opening in Northern Ireland in just a matter of a few more weeks. We have put a link to it at TravelGuysRadio.com. So if you are a Game of Thrones fan, uh, you could go to Northern Ireland and you could visit one of the series original filming locations at Linden Mill Studios in Banbridge, Northern Ireland, and uh, have a very unique tour. Tom, are you a Game of Thrones guy? Uh, no, not, not. you know, I've caught bits and pieces, certainly have family members that are, uh, and very familiar with the uh, with the series, but, but not. But the thing is, is that uh, I've seen enough to see how beautiful, interesting, intriguing uh, the the sites are that they filmed this uh, this series. So to be able to go there, I mean, even if you didn't know this is where they filmed this particular program, you'd still be in awe of the landscape and the and, and the beauty. I have never been to Ireland, but that 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 whole game of and I'm not necessarily a Game of Thrones guy, but it's kind of intriguing to me the idea of going on a trip that visits you know locations where. Uh, a TV show or a movie sure. or something like that was put together has always okay. been uh, kind of I'm kind of a sucker for stuff like that. Um, we are the travel and entertainment guys. And so here comes a little news item that might interest some of our listeners. Um, the singer Adele has announced that she is taking up what they call Las Vegas residency at Caesars Palace. Now, they, they talk about residency in Las Vegas means that you're staying a long time. And sometimes it means that you have an open ended 
stay. In other words, if everything goes well for the first few months, why, who knows when you might leave. Adele is going to do weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, um, at Caesars starting on January the 21st. And she will be there through April the 16th at least. And then, as I said, it appears that the press release seems to make it appear as though it may be a little bit open ended. If you are interested in more information on Adele's residency at the, at Caesars Palace and her performances there in Las Vegas starting in late January, go to TravelGuysRadio.com. There is a link there that will give you uh, some information on how you can get tickets and the like. They won't be cheap, I'm sure, but there she that lady has a, a lot of fans and an amazing new album out, so I suspect that she's going to do quite well there. I agree. I love Adele. And another thing about residency in Vegas, it means that you get a permanent kind of a permanent uh venue. And those permanent venues always have more bells and whistles and, mm-hmm. and tricks up their sleeves and stuff than uh, the ones that are that are on the road. So it'd be a great place, a great place to see her. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And, and, and you would know that the aesthetics, the acoustics, uh, things like that would yeah. be excellent. Uh, the last last show I saw down in Las Vegas was Elton John, I think about a year and a half ago. And uh, boy, it was it was not a cheap ticket. But then again, if you go to a Broadway show on Broadway, you're going to pay 150 bucks. Heck, if you go to a Broadway show in Sacramento, you're going to pay and you and you have a, a lower level seat, you're going to pay 100 and 125 dollars. So um, it, yeah, it's, agreed. you know, it's not an, it's not an unreasonable uh, amount of money. Of course, you've got to fly down to Las Vegas and you've got all of those other uh, things, too. But Friday and Saturday nights, uh, Adele starting in late January at Caesars Palace. United Airlines has become the first airline to fly passenger aircraft using 100 percent sustainable aviation fuel. This is pretty significant. Uh, this happened last Wednesday. Uh, the engine used a sustainable a- a fuel which emitted about 75 percent less carbon dioxide than traditional fuel. The plane took off from Chicago's O'Hare International Airport and headed to Reagan National Airport in Washington, D.C. with about 100 passengers on board. So congratulations to United Airlines and any other airline right now. One of the things that is filling our air with garbage Uh, As much as anything is the flights that we take on airlines. So it would be as someone who is in the travel business, it would do me great pleasure uh, to see an airline or airlines come up with a fuel that would cut emissions by 75 percent. I mean, that would be really significant. Oh, yeah. So congratulations to Air United for taking a step in that direction. That's it. That's your travel news for today. Okay, we are the travel guys. We've got lots of things to cover. So don't go away. Coming up here in just a Uh, A couple of minutes in our Smarter Traveler segment, we're going to revisit something we talked about last week, the importance of reading the travel contract that you are signing. I know it sounds boring, but it's not. Stick around. Keep it here. We are the Travel Guys. If you have planned to motor west... Travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Mark and Tom, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations on the radio. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget now, TravelGuysRadio.com. Links to our special guests, including 
Joe Brancatelli, who will be joining us after the news. Okay, Mark, let's kind of pick up where we left off last week in regards right. to those in regards to those contracts. Yeah, well, and as you said before the break, it doesn't sound like the sexiest subject, and certainly it isn't. But And I would have just let it go after the stern warning given to everybody last week. But then a story came up on Christopher Elliott's website this week that talked about Rocky Mountaineer, which is a train company that operates in Canada and now is operating in the United States. And generally has a very good reputation for um, customer and traveler relations. And uh, this person had uh, made a purchase for one of their Canadian trips, uh, had to cancel it due to COVID. The train company issued them a credit. Uh, It was good for a year. Of course, it was very difficult to use it within a year. And so their thing was, gee, can they cancel the trip and keep my money? And the answer to the question in this case was yes. Um, This train company has a a clause in their contract that specifically addresses situations like COVID and says that when those types of situations come up at the uh, train at the company's option, they can choose to issue you vouchers for future travel instead of refunding you money. And it's very clearly right there in the contract. So when this particular consumer tried to get a refund, um, of course, the company declined and uh, then she tried a credit card charge back, and of course, the company responded and said, hey, look, the consumer agreed to this contract, and here's what it says. And so the credit card company said, no, you're not getting your money back through us either. So this is an example of a pretty good company, and most companies during COVID have been pretty good. And some of them had to be beat over the head with a stick a little bit, including the airlines, but um, about giving refunds to people for trips that have canceled or if they've issue, issued vouchers, it's been with the agreement of the consumer. And oftentimes those vouchers have included, you know, free upgrades or maybe your your money became worth 20 percent more than it was worth previously. Or you got some some extra, you know, kind of perks in order to to take that agreement. But this is an example of someone who didn't read the contract. And is saying, you know, logically, this is what should happen. But logically is not what the contract addresses. So it really points out to people, Tom, the importance of taking the time to read these contracts. When my own company sends out to people, it's not a contract. It says special tour notes and information, things that you should know about the product that you purchase. So if you have any questions, you might call on them. Now, ours is not too onerous, but it's a, a eight and a half by 14 sheet of paper um, with fairly small print. It's printed both sides. It would take somebody probably 15 or 20 minutes to read it uh, and absorb it. And my guess is that very few people do that. Um, my particular company doesn't engage itself in trying to trap consumers, but as we've talked about and pointed out here, um, some very good companies do absolutely that. So it's really important that you take a few minutes and either look at these contracts or if it's something you have no idea about and it's 35 pages, you know, if you know if you just spent five or ten thousand dollars on a travel package, even if it costs you a couple hundred dollars for a lawyer to review the contract, would that be such a bad investment, perhaps? Not so, um, yeah. Absolutely. What's happening is that good people are getting caught in situations that are not of their own making, but that perhaps if they had been better informed, they would have, you know, maybe this 
consumer might have chosen not to buy this particular train package had she known that, you know, in a force majeure situation like like a pandemic, that uh, the rail line at their discretion could issue a refund um, or issue a voucher, a time dated voucher. So it really is important to take a few minutes Tour operators, cruise lines. I mean, even airlines have these things called carriage of contract, which is. When you buy that airline ticket, you're agreeing to all of these rules. And trust me, there are not very many of those rules that are written to help you. So if you don't know what you're looking for or, you know, what is important, I've been in the travel business for four decades. When I pick up one of those things, I picked up Hertz's rental car contract a few weeks ago to try to read it. And I got about 15 minutes into it and threw up my hands in exasperation. So I get it. But the reason I was reading it is because Hertz had kind of put the screws to me and I was trying to figure out, was that something they were allowed to do? And uh, as it turned out, it was. And I had to call one of my travel friends to help me with it. But nonetheless, it is important that fine print stuff is really important because if a situation arises later where your travel funds are in question, that contract may very well determine what happens to your money. Next up, we'll take a short break for some news, and then Joe Brancatelli joins us here on The Travel Guys. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, Mark, it's time once again to bring back one of our favorite guests, Joe Brancatelli. Tell us a little bit about Joe before we get started. I get a lot of travel information for free. So I don't pay for a lot of travel information because, uh, you know, I I have access to a lot of it. So when it's time for me to pay for something, it's got to be something that really adds value or provides me with information that I can't get elsewhere or a take that maybe somebody else doesn't have. And Joe has a a website called joesentme.com. And there's a link to it at Travel Guys Radio if you you have an interest in uh, this type of thing. If you're a business traveler, this would be something that would probably – uh, that you would find valuable to you. I find it very valuable because, of course, I travel for business, and I'm talking to you folks on the radio, so it provides me with a lot of information. JoeSentMe.com. It's, uh, it is a paid site, but it's very reasonable, and I find it to be a tremendous asset uh, when, I, when I travel. So if you travel a lot, it may be something that you want to get into. Joe is joining us on the phone. Hi, Joe. Nice to speak to you. Uh, hello. Hello. It's hello, travel and entertainment, guys. And after that, those nice things, I think I'll declare – to run for Senate somewhere. Because um, <laughs> you no longer need to be a resident, apparently. Yeah, there so, you go. Anybody, well, anybody need uh, a senator? I mean, I've got a good recommendation now. <laughs> there you go. Um, Joe, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking on this show about the fact that the uh, Marriott Corporation made a deal with uh, the Attorney General in Pennsylvania to settle one of the lawsuits against them that had to do with resort fees. And Marriott basically said, oh, we'll we'll do this and that and whatever, and we'll make it all better. And Pennsylvania said, "Okay, well, thank you for that. And we'll drop the suit and uh, move on down the road. And most of our travel, many of the people who are guests on this program and and whose opinions I value said, well, 
This is a victory for consumers. This could be the, I read one article said this could be the end of resort fees. And so then I read Joe's take on it, and your your take was a little different and tended to line up a little bit with mine. Um, So, Joe, what did you think of the settlement between Marriott and the Attorney General in Pennsylvania about resort fees? Well, we can start at the, perhaps at the beginning, that this has been an effort not just by the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, but dozens of attorneys general at various states, red states, blue states, purple states, um, there's universal loathing for the resort and destination fee. It got covered up by the pandemic, as so many things have, uh, because the fight started legally just before the pandemic began. Um, what, what the Attorney General of Pennsylvania and Marriott Corporation alone agreed to was that they would disclose. That's really all the, the resort fees are not going away. Marriott didn't agree to do anything other than tell you about it. Um, and they claim tell you about it in a way that is transparent. The problem with that is transparency is in the eye literally of the beholder. And what may be transparent to Marriott is likely not to be transparent to those of us as bookers. But it also doesn't it also doesn't level the playing field because, OK, now, you know, maybe if Marriott is true to its word, that they will tell you about their resort fees and destination fees in a way that is, quote unquote, transparent. No other hotel chain has to do it. So you still don't know what the actual cost of a stay is at one property versus another. So it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and a political claim of victory with sadly very little substance behind it. And what it's probably going to amount to is that instead of you not seeing the resort fee until the last screen uh, on your Marriott reservation when when it's totaling everything up and you think you got the room for $220 and you actually are getting the room for $255 uh, because there's this little resort fee added on, my guess is that that will be, I mean, as you said, that we'll have to see how this plays out. But do you, so you don't think that any of the other hotel chains will see, quote, the writing on the wall, as some people have said, and change how they disclose resort fees or that they disclose them at all? Well, they're not going to do anything if they're not forced to. Um, now, in fairness, the attorney general of, of um, uh, Pennsylvania is party to a class action suit against Wyndham, a very large hotel and um, timeshare operation. Um, that is ongoing in the courts, and there are other legal actions around. The problem is the essential nature of resort and destination fees. They are bundling things you may or may not use or even want and saying you must pay for them. And their defense for this is, well, you know, we put a bed in the room. There's no guarantee you need a bed. You know, we put a bathroom in your room. There's no guarantee you're going to use the bathroom, so what's the difference? Of course, the difference is the resort fees are usually baloney, uh, and you don't even get baloney. It's just the promise of baloney. Um, and they're not disclosed in a way that makes it understandable to the customer, because more often than not, quote-unquote, being transparent means burying it with taxes. So you see a line that say taxes and fees, and you're saying, boy, those taxes are really high in New yeah. York or San Diego or Denver because it usually happens in a big city where people are coming from 
places that don't have high, you know, local taxes, perhaps. So it continue. It just continues to allow the tr- the hotel industry to, you know, propagate a lie about what they're actually charging you to be in a room. Joe, there there are a couple of other suits still hanging out there. Uh, one from District District of Columbia, I believe, and there's another one from the Midwest. Um, does this decision by Marriott impact any of the other legal things in in your mind? Uh, perhaps. I mean, again, if if the attorneys general can be bought off, and I mean that in a political sense, not a financial sense, with disclosure, then all we're going to get is a slightly more level playing field where Wyndham says, we're going to charge you a total of X, and it includes this. And Marriott says, we're going to charge you a total of X, of Y, and it'll include something different. Okay. And then Hilton might say a third thing. So, again, it's difficult enough. While I think the hotel business is generally straighter about their product and offering and pricing than airlines, this is kind of airline pricing in disguise. Well, of course, you bought the seat, but if you want to see the assignment, you need to pay for it. Or if you want to board at a timely basis, you have to pay for it. So this is the, the way the travel, the hotel industry, largely is trying to imitate airline pricing by hiding the true cost of travel from you. I don't know that disclosure, the way the hotel industry defines it, will actually make anything any better. So how it affects any of these pending lawsuits really is a matter of, you know, how how interested the local attorney general might be in a in a political victory, um, you know, what the political climate is in his own state, what the lodging realities of his his or her state may be. You know, in Missouri or Kansas, the lodging scenario is a lot different than California or New York or Chicago or Florida. Joe, let me ask you, uh, for our listeners that dialed in and they're hearing all of this, they're probably thinking to themselves, well, what is it that I can do? How can I address this in any fashion at the counter when I'm being dinged for resort fees or I'm booking something? Is there is there any advice, anything you can tell our listeners uh, that they could do to, to kind of help this situation? To be honest with you, if I was getting baloney with my resort fees, I would finally feel like I was getting something worthwhile, you know? Exactly. And if you're in Italy, Mortadella. I mean, there are things... See, I, I oppose resort and quote-unquote destination fees on principle. I think you should bundle the price of the total stay into the cost right. that you're displaying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be told that if I go to a resort, I'm being charged a resort fee because I get towels at the pool if I'm not going to the pool. Um, so the first thing I would do, is so, so that brings us back to, yes, what can the travel customer do? And sadly, it's not as easy as X, Y, Z. The first thing I would say is, I've, I've adopted a principle that I will not pay a resort or destination fee. I will not book hotels that do it. That now generally restricts me to what the industry calls limited service mm-hmm. properties, like not Hilton, but, um, you know, Homeward Suites or uh, Hampton Inn. Um, and I'm actually okay with that, given the way I use hotels. Um, and 
you know, that's one thing. Search out properties that do not charge them. Okay. The problem is you don't always know because the disclosure is not very good. But if you're hit with a fee that you are not aware of, was not aware of when you booked, and first of all, print out everything now um, so you can show, so you can have some defense, okay? I would simply refuse right there at checkout to pay it. That will often get the clerk to move simply because the clerk does not want to have that fight because, let's be honest, they're just a hired hand. They're not making the policy. Um, if it's a really egregious situation, and sometimes it can be $50 a night at a top-ranked hotel, this is not small change. That's 350 bucks a week, if my math is right, and I went to Catholic school, so double-check that. Um, I would say you can also contest with your credit card. Right. But those two options are not as good as trying to get as much information as you can beforehand. We're talking with Joe Brancatelli. Joe is uh, a frequent guest here on The Travel Guys. He has a a blog and information uh, sheet that he sends out once a week called Just Ask Joe. You can find a link to it at TravelGuysRadio.com. Joe, we just got another minute or two here. You found a phrase that um, that you thought was kind of interesting that you've, you've, you've used in your blog this week about how the hotels and airlines and stuff like that are kind of maneuvering. Uh, sh- share that with us, if you would. Well, the the topic was was with a was with about the industry trying to remake itself post pandemic. And in fairness, the travel industry in general and hotels especially have really been hurt. Um, what they're doing, in case you haven't noticed, is that in many places that give you free breakfast, eliminated it, or a brand's what we call a brand standard, they've eliminated it. And what the travel industry, one of the travel industry j- trade journals has now calling it evolve the process of adapting to customer needs, which is just really fancy words for cut stuff that we don't give them anymore. Right. We used to. Joe, does daily housekeeping come back after all this is over? No. And it's one. And, you know, I was going to make a big fight about that, Mark. But then I began to talk to hotel people who saying, Joe, even if we wanted to bring it back, we can't because we can't find the people. They don't have the people. Uh, and and apparently yeah. they don't expect to be able to find the people. So I think new standards will have to be adopted there. Not so much yeah. really. Do we really need on a three day stay? You know, change of linens every day. But there's got to be better ways to get you the towels you need, or maybe empty the garbage cans along the way. Yeah, of course the room rates didn't go down, so that savings and all that housekeeping stuff uh, per room ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a room for housekeeping services will all go into. Uh, into somebody's pocket well, and, they, and not ours. Joe, I really thank you, sir, for your time uh, once again and your thoughts and your opinions. Um, folks, if you if you travel a lot, um, joesentme.com. Joe, thanks so much for your time. Have a great week. Remember now you can find the link to Joe at TravelGuysRadio.com. Coming up, heading out to Cal Expo, we got a special guest, uh, Sabrina Washington. We're going to talk about Imaginarium 360 running right now into January. You're going to enjoy this. That's next here on the Travel Guys. Hey there, my friends, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. It's time for... 
kind of the entertainment segment of our show. And, and in this particular case, it's one that we you don't have to travel very far to enjoy. Uh, and it's right here in our own backyard. And with me is Sabrina Washington. She is the media coordinator for Imaginarium 2021. Welcome to the Travel Guy, Sabrina. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this. Wonderful. This past week, I got a chance to go to the Imaginarium and see it up close when you had a little media event. And uh, I'm, I was very impressed. We really had a great time. And uh, I want you to start off by telling folks a little bit about what they're going to see this year in the Imaginarium. First of all, give me, give me the run dates. I know it's it's on now and it's running until? It runs until January 16th. 2022. And with that caveat, I will say there are some weeks where it's all seven days a week, and then there are some other weeks where um, it's mainly on the weekends. So definitely check the calendar and the website and buy your tickets in advance so you know what day it's open. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about the layout this year. I think folks already know that this is a, a light display. Uh, and it's at Cal Expo, and of course, people recall that in the past, Global Winter Wonderland was out there for for a few years. Uh, they had displays. Uh, tell us how this one is different. So, right off the bat, I would say that the lights themselves are probably the most distinguishing feature of Imaginarium, in that there are more than three million LED lights that have been strung or meticulously placed and zip-tied to make these beautiful and just magical light displays when it gets dark outside. And so, as you may recall from years past, when there was Global Winter Wonderland, they were giant silken lanterns that you could look at and that were very stunning and very pretty and colorful, but really you were just supposed to look at it. Whereas this is a display where it's spread out in a way that you walk through, you get up close, you immerse yourself in it, surround yourself 360, because that's where that Imaginarium 360 comes in, um, from all different angles. And I think that's part of the magic of being in the display and also letting your imagination say what you like about it versus looking at a lantern that is the Statue of Liberty. And you know that's the Statue of Liberty. It's for all ages, uh, and particularly there is little add-ons such as some carnival rides. What do you have? Yeah. So one of the really awesome features I would say that um, is a fun add-on because obviously the lights themselves, I think, are most are the most eye-catching portion of it. And there's going to be some laser light shows and there's going to be music and in some sections such as the, the Rhapsody in Blue and Rhapsody in Color, they, the lights will be synced to the music and then the laser light show or planning on at certain times during the run of this event, have some DJs out to play music while the laser light show is going and um, being displayed. So while there is a lovely entertainment factor, I mean, you also want to do stuff too, right? (laughs) Always, always. um, If you happen to have have little people with you or even big people, um, there's an array of carnival rides that you can enjoy, of course, um, teacups, which I, I don't do teacups. I don't do spinning <laughs> rides, but there are a lot of people that do. Um, and then some other things for children of different ages and different sizes. But I think one of the most iconic, obviously, is the Ferris wheel, which I know you got an opportunity to ride mm-hmm. and got a really cool preview of um, the whole vantage point of 
the display. Uh, let me see, Sabrina. Is there something that uh, you wanted to make sure our audience knows about before uh, before we, we move on? Yes, um, definitely. So for this display itself, um, definitely bring your cameras or have your cell phones handy and ready because there are so many picture opportunities to be had when you are out here. Um, there actually are designated, self, aside from display, displays, but there are designated selfie sort of stations and areas where cool. you can pose and have beautiful lit up angel wings behind you or um, some love areas if somebody's maybe looking for a spot to propose to to a special someone. <laughs> yes. Um, and food as well. So there is something out there. Please dress warm. It does get chilly out at night in Sacramento. So make sure you're bundled up to really enjoy the experience. Tell us how much it costs to go. Uh, you've got special rates for seniors and children. Well, what's it all about this year? Yeah, so definitely check the tick or the website for ticket prices because it does change depending on the day. So, for example, on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays is a different price than Monday through Thursday. And then, of course, there's different prices then broken down by um, ages, depending on if you're an adult or if you're a child. And so check out the website. I will, so I won't overwhelm everybody with numbers because that just gets really jumbled. But you can see it on Imaginarium360.com. That's where all the tickets are. You can buy your tickets in advance and also pick your day because of COVID-19 protocols and such. Um, We have capacity limits. And so as a result, we are asking people to purchase their tickets in advance and also reserve their day. Um, that being said, you can still also walk up to the gate. There will be tickets for sale up there as well. Um, and then with that, we had mentioned the carnival ride. So that's separate from your admission ticket. So you can either purchase ride tickets there on the fairgrounds or you have the option to either buy a ride wristband on site or you can also buy it through the website. And if you're going to ride a lot of rides or if you have some little people, I think the Ride Risk fan's a smart way to go. Outstanding. Once again, it's the Imaginarium 360, the winter wonderland, field of dreams and field of lights. All of that, mm-hmm. uh, again, uh, going all the way into January. Is that right? Yes, January 16th. So definitely pick your holidays or pick your days that you're going to come. If you have family coming into town, this could be a really fun experience to take them to um, and just get immersed in the lights because truly you do see the pictures online. You'll see the videos and such. But I think maybe you can attest to this, Tom, that it's, there's nothing like seeing it in person. Absolutely. you got to see it in person. Again, a links to the website at TravelGuysRadio.com. Our special guest, again, media coordinator Sabrina Washington with uh, Imaginarium 360. Thanks for joining me today, my dear. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That about does it for a Travel Guys show for this Sunday. Um, hello to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania, which it truly is a Christmas town. If you've uh, ever thought about coming here, it's it's absolutely a place that you'd want to consider. Next week on the Travel Guys, all kinds of prizes, freebies. We've got stuff from Mannheim Steamroller. We've got stuff from the Imaginarium, some tickets for you. we got all kinds of wonderful stuff, our Christmas giveaway program. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching. All right, my friends, you stay well. Thanks for joining us. See you next time here on the Travel Guys. Yeah.